Hello, all of my lovely teacher friends out there. I'm so glad to see you back for another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach with Think Chat, and now we're at confession number 64. We're going to explore split-screen teaching with the ATLs and the learner profile. This was a huge aha moment for me, and now that we've chosen some ATLs, our job is now as an educator to break them down into bite-sized pieces so you, our learners can apply them on a daily basis. I'm not going to lie, when I first started working with ATLs, it was a struggle. And, you know, at times I felt insurmountable. Like, how am I going to take these big ideas of critical thinking and creative thinking and break it down so that kids could use them on a daily basis? And I'll be honest, it was my, what's called my stinky fish. And a stinky fish is the thing that you don't want to deal with, right? It's like a, whatever it is in your practice that you don't want to deal with. So it's kind of like a piece of fish. You bury it in the back of your cupboard somewhere and you, and you pray that it won't be noticeable. But over time, as you know, that fish decays, the smell becomes overwhelming. So much so that you have to pull it out of the cupboard and deal with it. And what I'm hoping is that we can take one of these stinky fishes and if ATLs is yours, we can deal with it and actually turn it around to be one of your favorite things that you do. That is the goal, right? Always to get better at what we do. And over the past two years, I hate to admit it, but I've known about a strategy, but he didn't know how to use it. And that is life, right? We're exposed to so much information that at times we don't know quite yet what to do with it. And it, it's about our journey. Where are we? And it was just this summer. Can you believe it? Just this summer, I realized the power of split screen teaching. And I'm going to be like you, or I was like you, where I looked at it and thought, this is too easy. There's got to be some catch. But I'm telling you, there is no catch. It's super easy. It just takes thoughtful application. And then once you start rolling it out and teaching it to your students, it is a game changer in their ability to demonstrate agency. So I know you want to know how to do this. Now, the premise of this split screen teaching is that we bring together the content that we're going to be teaching also with certain skills. In our case, we're going to use the ATLs and also certain dispositions, which is are going to be our learner profile attributes. And what we want is we want to use all three of them together so that learners demonstrate some agency and some independent thinking, right? It's really not that hard. So what we come up with is learning about, which is going to be our content. So the question that I always ask is, what are we going to learn, right? So then you have in the middle, you have learning two, which is going to be your ATLs or any skills you're focusing in on, which is what are we going or how are we going to learn it? So we have what we're going to learn, how we're going to learn it. So the last one has to be our learner profile attributes, which is asking how will we act while learning? That's huge, right? And so it doesn't matter what standards you're going to use in this split screen teaching model because the standards can constantly change. But 
your ATLs and your learner profile attributes are going to stay the same. What's really magical about this is that your learners are going to have multiple examples of what this is going to look like across the curriculum, which is transdisciplinary. And they're going to start making generalizations about what they're learning and how they see certain patterns emerging. That is what's the power of split screen. So I'm going to go back to the previous episode and I'm going to go and build upon uh, those standards um, we looked at and also the ATLs we chose. So the standards don't necessarily mean anything right now. I'm going to show that to you in part two. Right now with part one, we're looking at the ATLs that we chose. Now, we looked at research skills and zoomed into the subscale of informational literacy and then the subscale of that, which is formulating and planning. So, what do you do when you formulate and plan? You ask and design relevant questions of interest that can be researched. That makes sense. You outline a plan for finding necessary information. You evaluate and select appropriate information sources and or digital tools based on the task. So now we're switching to communication skills. The subskill of that is exchanging information and the subskill of that is interpreting. So we're zooming in on interpreting. And what does it mean to interpret? Well, it means to interpret visual, audio, and oral communication, recognizing and si creating signs, interpreting and using symbols and sounds. It's also understanding the ways in which images and language interact to convey ideas and be aware of cultural differences when providing and interpreting communication. And the last ATL we're going to focus on is thinking. And the subskill for that is critical thinking. And the subskill for that is analyzing. So analyzing is observed carefully in order to recognize problems, consider the meaning of materials, take knowledge or ideas apart by separating them into components or parts, and use models and simulations to explore complex systems and issues. So if your brain is blowing right now, don't worry. I'm going to break it down even further to make it much simpler, okay? We're going to zoom in on one of these in just a second. What we want to do is find the ATL that's going to work for us for either a portion or the full week. Me personally, I try to zoom down on my ATLs and or choose less or combine some that go together in order to um, meet over the six weeks. I find it's more beneficial if children have an opportunity to explore the ATLs over one week. That's more powerful for me. That's me. Because this will allow learners to get multiple experiences with the ATL and the learner profile to develop understanding of it, its purpose. So when they're, um, that is huge, right? They're driving what's the purpose. And I want to make sure I clear up a misconception. Last podcast, you know, I mapped on um, certain content area to pick the ATLs, such as thinking skills, you know, is driven by math, ICT, and PE. But I wanna make sure that you understand that thinking skills can be applied to any content area. I just use a specific um, content to help me pick the ATL. 
but for application, it can go to all content areas. So now that that's laid down for, you know, this week, I want to select an a, a specific ATL um, subskill that I can focus in on. So I want to select observe carefully in order to recognize problems. Because I think observation is one of those first things that we're going to look at. From there, we can ask questions. From there, we can do other things. But observation is often not really taught except outside of science. So how can we apply this to go beyond, right? And so now I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is utilize this ATL of carefully, you know, observing carefully in order to recognize problems. I'm gonna pose a question because for me and for my learners, it's easier for them to engage with a question rather than a statement. And my question, I'm gonna use the subskill and the criteria together so learners understand their connection. So because um, uh, observing carefully is under critical thinking, I'm gonna mention critical thinking and the observation skill in the same question. Does that make sense? So here we go. So this is for my ATL. How can I show critical thinking by observing carefully in order to recognize problems? That makes sense. So here's critical thinking. And a possibility of critical thinking is observing carefully in order to recognize problems. Why should we do that? Put those together. Because now you're, you're empowering the learners that I'm learning how to critically think. And this is one way I learn how to critically think. Aha! So if we leave out that critical thinking, then they don't know where it, to apply it to. And once again, the ATLs is all about independence where they can draw upon the tools that they're learning at a later time by themselves. Now I want to reflect on the learner profile attribute, thinking about um, within my unit. I'm going to first go to my unit planner and say, what are the learner profile attributes I've already selected, right? Obviously, you would be looking at the ATLs you've already selected to go through this process, right? Why reinvent the wheel? And then I'm going to see, well, does this learner profile that we've chosen, is it a good fit? And if not, then I might consider working with my team and my PYP coordinator um, to make a change. So now I'm going to think about what's this skill and what is it of the learner profile that learners are going to need to demonstrate as a disposition of being able to master that skill because they go hand in hand. So here's my question for the learner profile. How will I become more knowledgeable by carefully observing objects and ideas? That's interesting. And now I give the observation also a purpose, right? I'm carefully observing objects and ideas where that's not the goal for the ATL. It's carefully observe carefully in order to recognize problems. But I, but in order for that to happen, I need to look at the objects and ideas within to break apart. And knowledgeable could work. Thinker could also work. So many possibilities, right? Inquirer could work. Communicator could work. It, it doesn't matter, right? Um, Risk-taking could work. Open-minded. Whichever one works for you. So, 
That one works for me. So now let's put it all together kind of in a format, in a box. So I like boxes. And this is also how I present it to my learners, where I'm going to have different, uh, I'm going to have it up in the room on a sentence strip, on a piece of construction paper, where as learners are going through the process of making these connections, they're giving you work samples. You're taking photos and writing down learning stories to create the narrative of what's happening in the photo, putting it up. And now learners will have then evidence on the wall of how they mastered that skill and that learner profile attribute. Once again, it's all about evidencing the learning. And so I want to make sure that it's clear. And so the work samples, I'm looking at it from this also lens. The work samples mainly are gonna come with the ATL skills. I'm gonna do a lot of reflective practice with, and not saying you can't have work samples, obviously can, we'll learn profile attributes, but I'm probably gonna focus more on the reflection piece. How are all these ideas connected, kid? Um, and how are you demonstrating, you know, this disposition? Um, and what do you want to do more of? Like, you know, because sometimes some kids are going to say, uh, I don't really feel like I'm exhibiting this and I'm having this obstacle. That's how you find out by reading reflection journals. So don't you love it? You've got multiple outcomes for one engagement. This is the part of working smarter, not harder. So I'm going to now plug in some content to help you give you some context. So thinking about maps and globes, how can I show critical thinking by observing carefully in order to recognize problems? When I'm listening to that with maps and globes, I'm looking at I'm looking at all the map features. I'm looking at all the globe features. And if it's a raised globe, um, being able to feel it and be able to know, okay, here's mountains. Here's, here's all these different types of areas on a map and globe. And now I'm able to recognize certain problems. For instance, travel, borders between countries. Um, I'm also able to look at resources, why that might be a problem. So many ways I could be looking and observing maps and globes. So now I go to the learner profile attributes. How will it become more knowledgeable by carefully observing objects and ideas? So now in here with maps and globes, I'm looking at my own region and saying, well, how can I apply this? And what have I noticed are the patterns, right, of these objects? As I'm observing, what are the patterns that I see? So deep, right? So now let's switch it to some mathematics because oftentimes they're left aside. So I'm looking at fractional parts. How do we go from a part to whole relationship? So how can I show critical thinking by observing carefully in order to recognize problems? I'm gonna be looking at how do different fractional parts with this observing i'm going to be observing well how do these fractional parts work how can i create certain fractional par parts to recognize the problems there of improper fractions right and how can i then turn them into a mixed number
Then I'm looking at how will I become more knowledgeable by carefully observing objects and ideas. When I'm thinking about this piece, I'm looking at myself as a learner and saying, hmm, as I'm manipulating all of these things and I'm manipulating objects, it's like fraction cubes and fraction tiles, and what are some of the ideas that are coming into my mind? As And what are some of the aha moments I'm having as I am becoming more knowledgeable about fractions? Another way of looking at it. Now let's look at it from music. So different voices in music. So obviously we have our alto or soprano or tenor and our bass. Um, and so when we are looking at those types of, um, obviously there's more than that, right? But those are the basics for children in elementary school. So when we're looking at those different voices in music, how can I show critical thinking by observing carefully in order to recognize problems? This would be interesting to look at it from the lens of music of what happens when you take a soprano part and put an alto in it. Are they going to face some problems of reaching those high notes? And so then how can you problem solve so that um, the voice um, sounds correct in its full, correct vocal range. And then looking at um, the learner profile, how will I become more knowledgeable by carefully and observing objects and ideas? So here I'd be having learners look at, well, what's the unique purpose of all of these voices? And they all have unique parts, they all have unique purposes, and they're all beautiful. And so I'm looking also as, as I'm gaining my knowledge of these different voices and my own voice. What does that say, you know, about me and um, my ability to share my voice with the world? So many different opportunities here. So big. All that's, you know, it's limitless except your imagination. So as you can see, it doesn't matter what content you use. It really does not. The ATLs and the learner profile attributes stay the same. It helps to build those generalizations or connections between these skills and dispositions within multiple content and multiple context. This is a powerful way that helps develop conceptual thinkers because your students are learning to look for patterns. This thinking is also shifted onto the learner to prove whatever pattern they're seeing and how they learned it, not onto us. And it's not a paper to pencil type of thing. So if I were to change one thing this brand new school year or this midterm, this would be it. We can make this change whether in a physical, hybrid, or virtual learning space. It's time to deepen this thinking and make these ATLs and learner profile attributes applicable and meaningful to our students and become a part of our daily practice. So as always, have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next time.